After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Andrew Mead, joined by Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello, Andrew. Bryce, I have a topic, and we might pick it up with the other two if they're here because I might have a weird take, but I wanted to get your, your opinion on this first. Sure. Um, have we talked about artificial languages? Like like fake languages? Yeah, so the definition, you'd be like, whole oh, our language is artificial. Well, some are intentionally created, some just happen. Like, like it wasn't like there was a effort to like create English. English just sort of happened. You know, we might refine stuff. We'll do things like create dictionaries and pronunciations and stuff to sort of say, this is what English is, but it just, a language is just sort of naturally evolved. They're not really directed with the exception of artificial languages where somebody says, these are the words. This is the structure. Now we have a language. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know what? I didn't, I do know a little bit. I once, Went on a very bad date with a guy who was really into this artificial language he was making. And it was... Uh, his I, own? It was his own. His own... Uh, yeah. That guy was weird. That guy was not... That was not... So, so I am... I'm, I certainly... I have some rose-colored glasses when it comes to artificial languages, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> or are, are they rose-colored or are they shade? Uh, so... Like blood red. I, I'm fascinated. When I was a child, I would read uh, – there's these books. They're called the Stainless Steel Rat series um, by Harry Harrison. It was about this sort of like future James Bond-type spy guy, this con man spy, and people used Esperanto. And so Harrison – that's where Harrison was big into Esperanto, and Esperanto was like one of the more popular made-up languages because the idea of Esperanto was, hey – Instead of us fighting over what's going to be the language, French or English or Chinese, whatever, let's just create one simple language that everybody else can learn, and then we'll all just learn that. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, why not just pick a language, which we did. English pretty much became the default language because other people said, we'll learn that too, whatever. So Esperanto basically lost to English because English became like the standard language. The number of They'll be like, oh, more people speak this language. There are more primary speakers of other languages. But if you include secondary speakers, English is like the most dominant language on the planet. And it's become, you know, the way you write scientific papers, et cetera. And, you know, these things could change, but English is sort of one out. But Esperanto was an effort to try to create a international language, whatever. It was a noble idea. Like, what if everybody learned it? Because it is like, if we all just learned Esperanto, then anybody could talk to anybody around the world. Well, it's like the same if so we all learned literally English, any English language. <laughs> exactly. But the idea is that they were supposed to simplify because English, I can't tell you because I, I, I was a natural to it. I just picked up English without even thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, it is apparently harder than some other languages, but not as more. So mm. there's a couple different ones that have kind of gotten attention lately. Um, one of the more popular ones did we talk about Tokipona? Tokipona? No. It does sound... Um, I'm not going to... I don't know what language that might sound like. To, to, tell me about Tokipona. So uh, a linguist by the name of uh, Sonia Lang decided that 
she wanted to create a language to help her deal with stress and like depression and whatnot. Hmm. And she wanted to simplify her thoughts. So what she decided to do was to create a constructed language. And it, it's, she's a believer in sort of the superior warp hypothesis that language shapes how we think, which there's you know, that's more controversy back and forth on that. But anyhow, the idea was to have a language with only like 120 words. Oh, that's a very small and there's of versions. Of it. Yeah, there's actually like 147 word ones now. So basically it's a, you know, 140 word, whatever language that you can talk about, whatever. And so it's a very, the idea is just sort of like to simplify your thoughts and, you know, it could be called baby talk or something, but it's gotten a number of people who follow this or into this because it's a very interesting sort of approach towards stuff. And she was inspired by Esperanto, but again, it's only, it's only like 140 words. You know, so it's a very simple sort of way to sort of learn that. And um, I guess it has a there are people now. Picto- it has this pictographic um, uh, the characters, like each word is kind of a very small drawing. Yeah, is that canonical to that? Or uh, I'm on Wikipedia. Maybe I picked up the, a different thing. Um, maybe I don't. Let me see. Um, yeah, no, I see that there. Uh, but uh, and and that's writing, yeah. I guess. We're talking. We're I guess we're kind of talking about speaking and and structure. But uh, um, yeah, the, it, it, I wish I knew more languages. I I listen to a lot of Japanese music, and uh, with some songs where it's like I know the translation really really well, I'll try to like follow along with the song as the words are coming and sort of translated in my head, but I can tell that just like just structurally it's different. The goals of speaking are different. The way that you get across what you're trying to do, there's a, there's a, there's an animus there. That's actually different. It's a little bit more than just to to do a lingo. Like there's a secret sauce that does kind of sometimes make it sound like baby talk, but it's also like, cause you're, Mm-hmm. Saying it in a different order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that's interesting, and I may have brought this up before, is that children don't pick up languages any faster than we do. We we think they pick them up, but remember, all if for the amount of time spent immersed in language, children pick it up. We pick it up the same rate. So if you're looking to learn a language, don't feel like oh I'm too old. That's irrelevant. The only difference is. Children learn pronunciations. Children learn pronunciations better than we do. But other than that, the data says that we learn at the same rate. It's just that children are kind of like constantly exposed to it. So, mm-hmm. anyhow, uh, so Taki Pone is interesting because it was. It, I liked it because there was a, the purpose to it was. She said, "Hey, I want to have a language to use." So when I'm feeling depressed or whatever, I can simplify my thoughts and put myself in sort of a positive sort of way of thinking. There's another one um, called uh, that I just heard, I didn't heard about before was called uh, mini, the minimal language. And this is designed to be a bit more because Tokipona is not really that useful because it's a very, it's fine to have, I feel good feeling this, whatever, but it's not a really efficient way to communicate. So uh, S.C. Gruget came up with Gruget came up with minimal, and it has one thousand words. And they're positioning it as an international auxiliary language, and they have you know learn it in twenty minutes, advanced, 
They have their own sort of Duolingo style mini lessons. They have Anki decks, etc. So I thought that's an interesting idea. A thousand word minimal language seems like a cool idea because there's something wow. neat about, uh-huh. you know, just put like there's 1,000 vocabulary words, learn the structure, learn the words, and boom, you're done. You can be up and running in weeks. That's that's interesting. A like half language that a, a a mini Esperanto, right? Like you just we're like mm-hmm. we're just really what we're gonna do is we're gonna do some international trade. I'm gonna need to find a restaurant. Like I'm sure there's just a bunch of very specific practical things that would be good for any two humans to speak to each other. I I can see that if it's if it's intentionally condensed, right? If it if it's a very practical language, because it did it did sound like the Toki, mm-hmm. the the Tokipona one was maybe not was not as as practical was a little more uh, emotional or or uh, subjective. Yeah, you're gonna lose the 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 advantage of a language like English, where you can have a vocabulary of forty thousand words. Is it you? you can express yourself and feel like it's much more efficient to communicate. When you go down to a thousand words, you run into that sort of thing. I may have to say 20 syllables where something else can get it across in three. Yeah. So, well, gosh, um, then, okay, 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 okay. Cause we were talking about long LLMs. Just let me sci-fi just a little bit here for a sec. What if, um, what if, what if these like, uh, LLMs and machine learning things, what if, those were the interface between people. Just you, just think in the thoughts that are most efficient for you, and then the, the blah, 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 will will the babblefish will just make you speak right to the other people, like that. Not not the end of language, the beginning of language, the infinity of language. I guess. Um, I didn't. I didn't exactly describe like a conflict or anything, but um, I, 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 I don't know. I in my head, I'm like there was a. There's been over the over the past few years the uh, Common Core math, right? They're changing the way they teach kids math. The idea being that if you teach them a little bit more like the way we practically think about math, the way that we practically what what we think happens in the brain when you are doing addition subtraction whatever that uh uh you could teach you there's a better way to teach them um is there when does language become that when do when do you come up with a language or when does someone come up with a language that is more like the thoughts in your head uh, or, or what if you don't have you know there are plenty of people who don't have a an, an inner an inner voice and an inner, inner monologue then uh, maybe what happens with them? How do you, how do you, could you make a language for them without a cognizant voice in their head? Hmm. Well, one, an advantage to learning a language instead of using an intermediary to communicate for you is that in theory expands your ability to think when you know the Japanese word for a thing, or or the word for a thing that doesn't quite have a word in English language. Like I was talking with a friend who's Spanish, uh, and he talked about some of the jokes his friends make. Because yeah, I just can't translate them into English, and and I don't know if it's because they're word puns or something else. Like I suspect they could be, perhaps, but maybe not. I, I you know accept the idea that for him, 
linguistically there was a tough difference between the way these words and these languages are used. Because I do think like, yeah, there is like in-joke stuff or whatever. And so I think that the advantage of learning is that you now have that capacity instead of a thing that just, I say this thing and somebody else kind of knows what I meant. It means that when you squeeze it down, maybe a lot of that's going to get lost. Mm. Although a really good language model might be able to say, oh, they use this phrase this way and this, the way this person uses this, this means this. And then you could actually know a lot more. So that's the thing. There's, it could go either way. Yeah. I mean, and, and, um, there are, there's an entire translation industry that is re- that wrestles with that balance all the time between literal translations and adaptive translations for the audience. How much do you change what people know? Wouldn't, gosh, wouldn't it just be so easier if you knew the language? Like it, there, 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 there is something with language. May, you know, it, English, maybe English is not the last one. Maybe these aren't the last. Maybe there will be a new one. What? It, it, well, it, it, it's going to evolve. Mm-hmm. We look at, there's a lot of phrases that we use now that we never, the word like, 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 yeah. I say like way too often, but we get it. We know what it means. You know, it, it, it is a way of saying an abstraction. You know, it's to say, because if I don't say, and I said this, I go, no, I don't know that I said this specifically. I think I said something to the effect of this. So I was like, what are you doing? And, and people, it annoys people, like people particularly pay a lot of attention to language. If you say, well, I was like this, I was like that. I think, and then I, I can't even describe it without using like, because to me, I get it. I get, it's like, oh, I mean, abstractly, this is what was said, or this is what my experience was. Right. Right. There's, and, there's context. There's, there's baggage. There's good baggage with language. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like Dale, we, like, like Dale, like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just it's a thought it's it's a it's an it's an act it's a mood it's an energy it's not go it's not hurrah it's dale yeah there's there is a there is a thing to think about is like did we lose a thing did we lose like if people say oh well people use this thing it sucks it's like slang slang can be very very helpful slang is where our words evolve out of slang and they just become words that we start to use over and over again until they sort of, because they fit generally they fit they either, either they fit a space where there was a gap or they condense something. Mm-hmm. I can just say it in a more simpler term. And now you understand what I'm saying this, because this term now becomes that, or man, I didn't have a word for this before. So, yeah. you know, what, what, what is, what is the English word for schadenfreude? It's Schadenfreude. We don't. We yeah. We Schadenfreude. Like okay, it. yeah. it's a complex, weird German word, but we get it, and we haven't come up with our own word for it, so we'll just use that. Yeah. Um, and then things like y'all, like y'all's just gonna be a a, nash, a, a language contraction at some point. It will just be mm-hmm. natural across the country. It won't be a, the thing that Southerners say. Like everybody will just say y'all. It will not be a big deal. Um. I don't know. I for whatever reason I remember as a kid, y'all was like, you if you said y'all in the wrong place, you might you might draw some attention. But now I feel weird not saying y'all. I feel weird saying you all. I did a magic show in uh, I think it was Georgia years ago, and my uncle was there. And after the show, my uncle came up to me and says, I got one note for you. I said, yeah. So once I said, uh, you said you guys, you got to say y'all. 
you don't don't say you guys here. Say you all, because it's the South, and you guys they all of a sudden they know you're a Yankee. Yeah. You said whatever, redneck hick. I'm gonna say whatever I want. <laughs> um, ding 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 ding. Meanwhile, I'm born in Alabama, but uh, yeah, that was and now it's totally thing. flipped. So, now it's completely flipped. So, um, or is not? Yeah, I would. I would say like yeah, I can see in the workspace it's it's complicated. Like I use folks a lot. I use folks uh, a lot. Yeah, folks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that because you know I I I am you're not exactly the spitting image of a corporate uh, jobs jobs. Yeah, I know where you work. The way the way yeah. So if so uh, yeah for picks I check people they want to check out check out mini uh, called mini language dot medium dot com so go look up mini language. I don't think the word short. I don't think it's really hard to look it up because they chose the word mini. When you type in mini language, you get all these other things. They have a thing called mini core, which is a 120 word subset of mini designed to be a complete language itself. Whoa. Which I think it's kind of a really cool idea. A mini mini. So kind of like a token. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, that's cool. They just got patch notes for the language. Yo, new subset dropped. Check it yeah, out. he's he literally did a they literally like put this on GitHub. Wow, that's okay. I mean, that's the way you would do it nowadays, right? You couldn't, you can't just be the guy, uh, uh, coding. You, you you gotta you gotta be on GitHub. You gotta be on YouTube. You gotta make it. You gotta make it happen on TikTok. Core mini core on TikTok. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see if this takes off. Um, nice. Um, I think it. it it could be useful. It could be. I yeah. I mean, I, I, listeners, please uh, let us know if you do or would use a mini uh, a mini language uh, uh, to 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 communicate. I think that would be interesting. Having a mini, an intermediary. Um, you know, we're definitely past the time of a Rosetta Stone. We kind of need. You, you can't just yeah. I okay yeah. Um, I've got to pick. Uh, You've heard me talk about it so much, and so I'll keep it short. But um, uh, guess who still really likes the Things app? His name is Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I don't know. I have this like weird like undulation with things where like right now I'm like in this very like type A mode with it of using it a lot and wanting to be in it all the time. And then sometimes that kind of fades into the background a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm back in it. I'm, I'm, I'm making projects. I'm organizing. I'm putting, they got they uh, actually the really interesting thing about things, uh, that is a kind of a newer thing for me and the way I use it is using it more like people use like notion. Like I, uh, so things is a, is a, is a to do app on, on the iPhone and the Mac and all. Um, but I have been using it especially the past couple of days, just to um, uh, just to write notes, to plan things out that are not exactly to-dos. You know, they have, um, they, they've added a markdown support uh, in it. So you can just like have a whole, a whole major big text document um, and then all of your to-dos. Um, that's been really interesting and I have really liked um, uh, using that, using that as a, place for all for 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 ideas and plans to live because i had been i had been using drafts you know drafts um the app mm -hmm. 
um, I, I, for a moment there, I was using that a lot. And I was like, okay, maybe this can be like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll write stuff in drafts and I'll keep stuff in drafts and I'll use the inbox and the archive system and all that. But I'm not in drafts all the time. I'm in things all the time. And so to some degree, I've like had that unlock of like, just do it in things then. If you're getting it done, just do it in things. It's not a big deal. It's all marked down anyway. Um, so uh, 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 if, if you've got an iOS device or the Mac, uh, the Mac app of it is good too. Um, I continue to very highly recommend things, um, even despite the shock you will see when you see how much it costs. I think, I think that's a key thing where if it really works, then it's worth it. And it, the trouble is figuring out if it works or not. I, I always have this, how much do I want to get invested in the system and then find out that it doesn't do the thing I wanted to do or I've got a lot of stuff in there. But yeah. I mean, what, they, what do they charge per year? Or It's not per year. It's per platform. So it's 10 bucks okay. if you want the iPhone and the watch app. It's $20 for the iPad app, and it's $50 for the Mac app. But it is not subscription. It does have cloud syncing. All of the platform versions work with each other. Um, uh, I, I, think it's, I, I think it's really, really solid. And, and, and I've gone through all those three phases. Like, I've, I have the iPhone app. Then I got the iPad app because the iPhone app wasn't enough on that. And then I got the Mac app because I was on the Mac enough that I wanted that. And... Um, uh, and I think it's uh, for a to-do app that is very simple, it is very in in, uh, intuitively designed, um, and it doesn't get in your way. For a, for a to-do yeah, I think app, the pricing is very fair. I think they're 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 not. I get man. Part of me wants to just quit my job and like rage make apps for the app store that are free to replace all the stupid things that are subscription based that have no business being subscription based. Yeah. And cause it is, it is like, Oh, I just need to do this thing. Like, Oh, well here's this thing. It's subscription. Like I just need to do it once. Can I just buy it? No. Right. Like it, 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 <laughs> it's like the, the free with ads model. Like, yeah. I mean the users would be more happy just paying once for the thing and owning it, but they're more valuable if they're subscribing, if they're, watching ads if they're if they're two revenue streams instead of one or if they're a revenue stream at all you know i've paid uh what what does this math look like it's eighty dollars i've paid the things people eighty dollars for their app which is probably more than i've spent on any subscription app i guess adobe stuff i pay my mm -hmm. fifty dollars a month tax but um but other than that i don't maybe ableton but again that's also a major music software suite um this got me to pay 80 dollars for software and i'm other than a video game i probably haven't ever done that yeah on, on my phone i look at I've, I've toyed with uh obsidian the idea of going into that i have know a lot of people swear by it and i'm sure they they know a lot that i don't um and i like it because it's like yeah download it for your own system it's free you know like well that's that's compelling and it, it seems like they are very, very much committed to building a very good system. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and think, I know a lot of people swear by it. And, and I think, you know, hopefully we see more things like this, more mm -hmm. competitors in even just office productivity, you know, something that can upend 
Google and Microsoft 365. Like I talked uh, over probably two years ago now because I think I just I just got my re- my renewal for the Hey.com email, and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Like whatever about Basecamp people, but like uh, I pay an okay price for it. It works really well. I see new features come up, and and I and I don't have to deal with ads. And you know what? Uh, I'm fine paying. I'm I will pay for a good service. If it's a good service, if it provides me something. Yeah, hey, hey is an interesting thing to me, but it's a hard thing. It's like, and I'm cheap. It's like, ah, oh, it's a hundred bucks. It's like, okay. I don't like it. Like, well, you get to try it for 14 days, but I mean, I got to give everybody that new email address for that period. And that's the thing where I'm like, man, like that's a, it's a, it's not saying they're doing it the wrong way. It's just not an easy way for me to convince me to try a new thing when yeah. I won't know what it's going to like be like until I commit to that. It is, yeah, it is a big commitment, and I think, and I don't know how you get around that, or maybe you can't. Maybe, maybe that's that's the play with expensive software with with software that costs. Yeah, if it's working for them, I guess. Yeah, if it's a thing that's working for them, that's fine. I don't, and I'm not saying they're wrong. Some things like, oh yeah, this is wrong. But like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't have an answer to that. I just know that like that that's a big kind of, meh. yeah. Well, uh, uh, listeners, check the show notes for uh, uh, how to send in your message if you want us to cover an after things topic, or if you want to get your get your voice in on any of the things that we talked about today. It's been after. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>